Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. This week's episode is brought to you by Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Also brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services. And now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256 442 2588. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal week. Man, it's crazy weather in Alabama. I mean, we had uh, we thought spring was here and cold weather was behind us, and then we got down into the twenties again for several days and stayed a little bit cold. And man, today look up, it's eighty again. So it's just that time of the year. A lot of change in temperature. At least the rains eased up a little bit. Looks like we got some more to come though, and I'm sure that'll be. That's just part of life in Alabama. But man, I can't wait to uh, to man get to today's show and see what those temperatures and this time of the year is exciting. Man, I can't wait to see what it's doing to our fish. So let's get started with segment one. Bring in my buddy Captain David Hare. Let's talk about some big stripes, Captain David. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Brian. How y'all doing? Man, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. I'm just uh, enjoying some pretty weather today. Oh, man, that was uh, a happy change today. Uh, we have fished, I'm telling you, in some crazy weather the last, probably the last week, week and a half. Uh, I think Monday morning it was 26. Sunday we about got blown off the lake. Today we sat in the fog for three hours, and then it got up to close to 80 degrees. But we're catching fish every day, so that's all that counts. But, man, the weather is just nuts. It's just been crazy. It it has. When you see these big temperature changes like we've had, I mean, and and you just said it. I mean, we've gone from 20s and, you know, lows and now back up in the 80s today. And, of course, it was warm before before the cold front. Does that does that affect the fish as much as it affects us as fishermen? It, it does. It does. We've been lucky. We've caught fish every day, but you know, you might plan on fishing deep and the water's warmed up and you need to be fishing on top or vice versa. And that's what's been going on. I was, I was on a lot of, you know, the shallow water bites, pulling planer boards with live bait, catching fish in six, seven, eight foot of water. And then all of a sudden we're right back fishing you know 55 feet deep today you know yeah and tomorrow and and with the warm temperatures of day tomorrow it may they may be back on top yeah well 
I hope so, because I'm, I'm going to uh, roll the dice, and, and uh, I, I'm going to some shallow water tomorrow. And hope that's what happens. It, it's yeah. definitely that time of year that it should happen. Yeah, no doubt. And I always look forward to talking to you at this time of the year because, I mean, you catch – you you catch these stripes all year long. I mean, and you know, if somebody book a trip with you, they, they y'all gonna catch fish. But but this is a time of year we're getting into that big kind of an exciting time for you stripe guys, right? I mean, this is kind of getting getting to that big big fish bite season. It it is it is spring times our most exciting time because you know we know it's just it's just a matter of getting that right bite to have that. 30 to 40 to 50 pounds striper on and uh and, you know and that's what we all live for to to get that great big one uh today we i, I had three boats booked today and we boated out of three boats we boated 85 stripers and uh but we didn't have anything today over 15 16 pounds but we had a lot you know we had a world of eight to 12 pound fish which is very good very good fishing it's just not that great big springtime trophy striper bite yet but that's i've got faith that's gonna change in the morning well let me tell you when you catching you catching you know you got three boats you know catching you know basically 30 fish a boat landing them and they're 10 to 15 16 pounds that's a heck of a good day of fishing Oh my gosh! Yeah, wasn't nobody complaining, uh, <laughs> nor was I complaining. No. Everybody was happy as a lark. You know, it, it's nice to get that big fish every now and then. But hey, the main thing's getting fish on the hook and everybody having a good time. That's what it's all about. And and all these fish, they're good and healthy. I mean, we're not catching any skinny fish, anything that doesn't look healthy. Uh, and releasing a pile of them, you know, this time of year, as cool as the water is, you can release them and they'll swim right off. So, uh, yeah. so everybody, everybody's having fun. When these, when, when the big fish, when that bite turns on, I mean, like right now, I, I know that, you know, you get into these schools of stripe, right? And that's, and, and y'all just going through these schools and, 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 and getting them on the hook when the big fish start showing up, are they also in schools or are you more looking for, for individual fish at that point or smaller pods? It's smaller pod. It's like I've got, uh, two guys from California has been fishing with me all week. And, uh, I told them, I said, we're going to go tomorrow where the big fish are supposed to be. If we can get them to hit, I said, it ain't going to be nothing like today. I mean, nothing. If we catch five to ten fish, you know, I'll be happy, but it's going to be quality fish, and you got a really good chance of getting a big fish. But, but no, you're not, you're not going to see a whole pile of, you know, 20-pound fish swimming together. That, that's not going to happen. I wonder why when they get big like that, they separate themselves. I don't know. You know, uh, we talk about it a lot, and and I've always thought that the bigger fish just sort of come in for the kill and, uh, you know, get their bait and back, back off because I think the smaller fish can just get to your bait quicker than the bigger fish. I know, of, you know, the bigger you are, you're supposed to be able to, you know, move fast, but I'm going to tell you, these, these uh, 
four to ten pound fish, they're fast. I don't know, man. I mean, the bigger I get, the slower I get. I know that. Well, I should have said the older. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe I shouldn't even say the older. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you straighten me out on that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, these young, these young little fish, they quick, man. They can get to it. Yeah, they can. I mean, and same way with, uh, you know, if we're on a, a school of stripers that, that the spotted bass are mixed in there with, you know, we are not meaning to catch spotted bass. Those spotted bass, I swear, I, sometimes I think they're faster than a striper. I mean, they, they get to those baits and we finally just have to reel up and leave because, you know, they're killing our baits and, and the stripers aren't even having a chance. So we have to get out there and go find something that don't have as many bass in them. I'll be dang. We, we talked about the bigger fish being in a different location and, and, you know, like, like the place you're going tomorrow, you ain't going to catch Y'all are not going to have 86 fish in the boat, you know, but you may no. have five or 10 good ones. Right. Right. Do, do you change what you're, I'm assuming you change what you're fishing with as well. Oh yeah. I go to a little heavier action rod, a little heavier line and a little big, a little bigger bait and go to planer boards and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm moving, I'm, I'm, trolling with the trolling motor about one to one and a half miles an hour and covering a big old wide spread. So yeah, it's just a whole different type fishing and a whole different setup, you know. Then uh, I think tomorrow we got, I don't know, maybe five boats booked tomorrow, but I think the majority of them is going to stay down on the lake and fish for the deep fish because there's so many in the big schools right now and and uh, we're going to go see if we can't get us a big trophy tomorrow. That sounds good, man. Well, you know, we, it sounds like the, the lake, Lake Martin, is. it sounds like the, the stripe fishing is, striped bass are healthy and, and, and thriving right now. Sounds like there's a whole lot of them. Was there a die-off earlier this year with the stripes? I, I remember seeing a post or something on that, that and, and I may be wrong, but. Every year, you know, it depends on when it gets real hot, but every year, and it normally happens in August, sometimes in September, but every year you're going to have some floating on top that, uh, you know, they don't get out of that water in time and they get short on oxygen, you know, they don't get to the right water, but they get stressed out and they come to the top. But as far as a fish kill, we don't call it a fish kill because if it was a fish kill with stripers on Lake Martin, you could walk across them. Because they so dang many of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. But what happens, you'll have 15 or 20 die off and they stay up on top. And as they're generating water, those stripers are moving toward the dam and they're, they're going from the north end of the lake all the way to the dam in, in the channel as the as they're generating water. So they're floating by all these recreational boats or whatever. And basically you're seeing most of the time you're seeing the same fish over and over and over. You know, they're just somewhere different in the lake as they're generating water. But as far as any kind of major kill, no, that that's has not happened. Good, good. That's good to hear. What about the uh, 
the blue herring. I, how how are they right now? Are they thriving still in Lake Martin? Yes, sir. Uh, they're still, and there's got to be big ones around for there to be babies, you know. But uh, we haven't seen a big herring in a while. Uh, but it is full of little bitty herring, yeah, and I'm talking about real small. And uh, so there's got to be big ones somewhere around spawning all those things, but I don't know where they're at because we haven't seen any real big herring in, in a pretty good while. Yeah. So you, you're fishing with pretty good-sized bait, when, like tomorrow, for example, going for big fish. I mean, you, you, you had mentioned that you fish with larger bait, at that time, how how big a bait are we talking? Uh, I'm gonna carry some out tomorrow that uh, weigh right at two pounds. The bait? Yes. Where do you even get that? It's they're spawning all over the lake. It's uh, red red horse suckers, and uh, you can catch them in cast nets. And so we just stop and. We just stop and find them in these creeks or, or up on riprap piles and find where they're spawning, you know, and just cast out there and get some of them and, uh, and go fishing. Now, we, you know, we'll take some small bait with us too, but, but we, we're in the springtime. We always, you know, try to find some red horse suckers here on the lake and, and take them with us. Man, that's cool. You fishing with a two pound bait, you fishing for a big fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that type of fishing isn't for everybody because I mean, you know, if you don't have patience, that's not that's not the kind of fishing you want to go do. But if you got patience and uh love to see some top water action, it's a fun trip. And we got some uh top water stuff tied on too, some artificial stuff tied on that we'll keep on the boat and if they we have one blow up close enough to the boat, you know, they'll get the cast out of them. It's kind of like trolling for a marlin out in the Gulf. You ain't going to get a whole lot of action, but when you do, it's great action. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> You're going to get some big ones. Well, that's awesome, man. It sounds like things are, 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 are going great for you down there. And, and man, you're, you're booking up and, and uh, catching a lot of fish. I mean, if you know, if somebody is listening uh, and they want to go, either you know, catch a whole pile of these eight, ten, twelve pound fish, or want to try to catch that trophy of a lifetime, what's the best way for them to contact you? Best way to get me is uh, either text me or call me at two five six four zero one three zero eight nine. And of course, you can Google up Ellet City Guys Service or David Hare Striper Fishing, and it, it'll show my number if you miss writing that down. So I, I'm easy to run down. Oh yeah, well, you it's when when you get on that big bite, now I'm gonna be waiting on my phone call. You 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 said you're gonna let me know when they start, so I, I need to I need to get down there with you. You do. You need to come on. It, it's it's going to happen just any day now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Captain David, man, I always love uh, talking to you. Appreciate your time and your report being on here. And, man, I look forward to talking to you again soon, my friend. Yes, sir. We appreciate it, too, and you have a good weekend. All right. You do the same. Thank you. Yep. All right, guys, let's take a couple minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by AFCO, family-owned and operated. 
AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements and help you weather it any day on the water. From cold tournament mornings to the humid summers in Florida, our products are built to handle the extreme. We are proud to hear customer stories about the 20-plus year life cycle of the AFCO products. Visit AFCO.com. That's A-F-T-C-O.com for on-the-water performance gear. Also brought to you by Baker's Metal Works and Dixie Supply. Baker Metal Works and Dixie Supply offer numerous items to help you get your project done right the first time. They carry a variety of different panel profiles in your choice of colors and gauges with all the matching trim and accessories. They also offer a full line of hardware items and post-frame building designs. Their friendly and knowledgeable sales representatives are always willing to help answer any questions or concerns you may have. Contact them with any questions or get a free estimate today. Baker's Metal Works and DC Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. And brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Great first segment there with uh, David Hare. Man, that guy is the crappie king on Lake Martin. And, uh, man, it's got to get you excited listening to that and the quality of fish and the numbers that they're catching. So, man, be sure to reach out and book a trip with Captain David. He's an awesome guy. But, man, let's uh, let's go up to the north part of the state with one of my favorite guys, Captain Tracy Humber. What's going on, Tracy? Uh, not much, Brian. How are you doing today? Man, I'm, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. I'm excited to get you on. We we just had the first segment talking about giant stripes, but now I want to talk about these crappie, man. He's good eating crappie. Oh yeah. It's, uh, if we, if we could get the wind to blow just a little bit harder, <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about talking about crappie. My gosh, it's been bad the last week, week and a half, two weeks. Man, have we had some wind or what? It's been crazy. And the weather, just the temperature change and. I'm not so sure the temperature has bothered our fish. Uh, it's just being able to stay on. It's been tough. Are you trolling mainly, or are you casting to the fish that you're finding? I know you're live scope fishing. Normally, in years past, I have trolled. This year, I have done more live scope fishing. I'm getting more acclimated to to that style of fishing. My customers are wanting to fish with live, live scope, so... I've had to, I've had to kind of evolve with the, the game, you know, and it's all about pleasing the customers. And, you know, if you come up and want to fish live scope, we're going to definitely try it. So, yeah. And, and I guess my reason for asking that, thinking about the wind, I'm like, you know, it seems like that on those windy days, you know, it may not affect your trolling as much as it affects the, the, the live scope fishing. You're right. You're right. It doesn't. It's a lot easier to troll in the wind. Boat control on live scope is 40%, 50% of, of catching a fish. You can't keep your boat still and keep the scope on the fish. They're hard to see. Yeah. 
you, you have to revert back to fishing blind, as I call it. So, yeah. Well, I know you, and I know you've been catching some fish. So, I, I mean, is it is it been is it been pretty hot? Been really good uh, ever since New Year's Eve day when I put the bass stuff up and went back to crappie fishing. It's been really good, really good. It's funny, New Year's Eve day, I was catching them four and five foot deep in thirty foot of water. Yesterday, I went and I caught them twenty. 20 to 21 foot deep in 30, 35 foot of water. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you never know from, from, and I think that has a lot to do with the high pressure front that, that came through uh, earlier in the week, cooled everything off. Uh, uh, this past weekend was miserable. 15, 20 mile an hour winds and cold. It, it hurt our bite. You know, I was wondering how that, how that cold, I mean, it got cold and then, you know, when we went from really warm to really cold, just quick and of course back to 80 today, but I was wondering, you know, I, I'd been hearing reports of, you know, people catching fish, you know, six, eight foot all the way up to, to, to fishing the bike and catching fish that, oh, yeah. are, that are going up on the bike already. So did that cold weather, do you think that it push them back out or is there just so much, the majority of the fish just just not come up yet these fish don't all run to the bank at one time they there's waves of them you're going to catch spawning fish in may uh the the late bloomers you know they'll they'll spawn all the way into may uh now you're going to have some that has that have already spawned out and are skinny right now uh they ran up when the water temp hit 58 59 degrees and they run up did their thing and but the ones that were up there last week, I do believe it pushed them back out a little bit. Yeah. And, and it has to. You know, when the water temp goes from 60, 62 degrees down to 55, 56 degrees, and that's what it's done over the last week and a half, that's a, that's a culture shock to them. That's a big change. It is. It is. And, uh, the, the good thing about it, though, with live scope, I'm not dependent upon those bank fish. I, matter of fact, I don't even go to the bank. I let everybody else have the bike, y'all. You know, uh, it's a hard way to guide, but when you're out in open water, either trolling or live scoping, it's just an easier way to guide, and you can catch just as good a fish because not all of them are up on the bank. So, uh, we fished Saturday, our first fish. We were out in the middle of the lake. We caught our first fish. It was a 219, which is a pretty good fish up this way. You're dang right. That's a good fish. So I know we've talked about this in the past, but when you're live scope fishing, are you looking for schools of crappie or are you looking more for individual fish? The open water fish we have up here, Brian, are, are mostly open or, or single fish. Now, you may not have to go 100 yards to catch your 30 fish. You may just sit there and go round and round within a 100-yard circle and just pick them off one at a time. I was down at Lake Tuscaloosa the other day, uh, putting a uh, mega live on my uh, dad's boat. And me and my son carried it out, and we found them schooled up down there. And, yeah, it was a lot more fun. All we had to do was sit right on top of them and drop a jig down to it. And, they, you know, we caught 15, 20 fish in about 30 minutes. So it's just according to where you're at. Up here, I have yet to find them schooled up like that. Down there, they did. Uh, I've heard over on Lake Martin, they school up in schools of hundreds. 
you sit there and catch 15 or 20, and finally the school will break up. I haven't been over there and witnessed that, but I've, I have seen it on live scope. So, of it. Man, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I've been getting, uh, I've been getting my butt kicked shooting these docks by my neighbor. He has been loading yeah. the dang cooler up shooting docks lately. And, uh, man, really? I got, I'd never done it before. And I, man, I, shooting up under the dock ain't open. I mean, I can shoot. Uh, it is surprising to me how fast I learned to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once you figure it out, it's really not that difficult. And you can shoot that thing way up under those docks. But man, I'm sitting there in the front of the boat side by side. Trace, it must go back to mine and your trip and Brad's trip. I must just be bad. But I must not just not be a good fisherman or something. That joker, he wore my butt out, man. That old, that old black cat instinct come out of you, huh? Oh, and he's sitting there. I mean, we got it side by side. He's catching fish and I'm not. I got the same jig on doing the same. And I'm just like scratching my head going, what am I doing wrong? You know, shooting docks, that's fun. Uh, we do it up here. There's quite a few docks over at the Bear Creek area. And uh, when I want to change the pace, I'll go over and fool with live scope and shoot up under them, catch the fish. Uh, we done it uh, Saturday and uh, caught a few fish Saturday shooting dots. Uh, it's a different technique. Uh, you've got to have you, – you need the perfect rod part. You just don't grab any rod and go to shoot a dock. Yep. Uh, too stiff and you can't control it. Too limber and it's hitting the water right in front of you. So uh, you need to and, – and, and it takes practice. It's just like any other thing. Uh I tell people when they come, before they come live scope with me, go out in the backyard and get to where you can hit a five-gallon bucket at 30 feet. Uh, that's how accurate you need to be. Same thing with the shooting the dock. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and if you're not using live scope shooting the dock, you're going to have to figure out what depth they are, and you figure that out by counting your jig down. I think that's where I was off, uh, and he was on, and I was trying to, trying to watch what he was doing and of course talking to him about it but right i i think i was i was not letting it get deep enough or either letting right. it get too deep one or the other i don't know but i wouldn't want to fish right. it he had the magic count going if i had to guess he did yeah. he did and he but yeah i can see where you know i can see where whether you're doing it the way you're doing it uh or or whether you're dock fishing, man, how that live scope could be such a huge deal because, you know, I pull up to a dock. I don't know if there's crappie under there or not. You know, right. you just kind of got to go around and trial or error. And if you don't get at the right depth, I mean, the crappie may be there, but you may be below them or you may be above them. And, 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 and you don't know that. So you might, you might hit a dock and, They'd be a giant school under there, but you at the wrong depth and you think there's nothing there. So you move on to the next one. I hit a dock the other day and it's normally just loaded with crappie. I pull up there and there's four bass sitting on the outside poles of it. There's nothing up behind it. And I guess not, you know, uh, with those four bass sitting there guarding the fort, uh, they're eating everything that comes through. So it comes through uh, there. And what you do there is you just move on. Uh, you don't with live scope, if you don't see what you're interested in, you don't waste no time. Every cast you make is to a fish. You know, some folks call that cheating. 
in a sense it is, but you still got to make him bite. I had one yesterday, literally looked at my jig for 45 seconds, and I held it right there on it. And I finally dropped my rod down onto the top of my live scope, my uh, Garmin unit, and started tapping it on the top of the unit. And I reckon the vibrations from that tap going through that braid down through the jig, he finally smoked it. When I started tapping it, about five taps in, he turned and I said, I'm facing to catch him. And dang if I didn't. Man, that's awesome that you can sit there and watch that. I got, yeah, I got to, I got to do this. I got to yeah, do this, man. It sounds so much fun. And hey, look, people can call it cheating if they want to, but man, I don't go fishing. I, I want to catch fish when I go. <laughs> and oh, if yeah. it helps oh, me yeah. catch fish, I don't care. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way I am. And you know, like I said, you've still got to make them bite. They've still got to bite. I have tried a new product out. That I'm going to give them a shameless plug here. It's called uh, Shad Daddy by Bite Me Nation. It's a scent attractor. Now, the funny thing is, this doesn't smell like anything you would ever imagine a shad to smell like. It don't stink. Uh, you might even, I might even rub a little on for some cologne. Uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, the stuff has made a difference. Uh, I don't have near as many follow-up back to the boat now as I used to. They... I reckon they can smell it and they hit it. So that's another thing that you, you get to learn with, you know, fishing with that live scope is that you can actually see a difference in what you're using and stuff like that center track. And, you know, cause you, we know that, you know, we know that, that, that scent, you know, is, is there, but you know, you don't right. know when, a, you don't know how important is it? I mean, does it, does it matter? Or does it not? I told the guy when when I talked to him, I said, I'll try it. I said, but if it don't work, I promise you, I'm not going to bash your product. I said, but if it works, I'll push it for you. You know, and and it's that simple. So just about every jig it hits the water has got it on it now. So I would, I'm not scared to say that it works. What jig do Uh, you like? uh, Charlie Brewer. That's hard. It's either, well, the, the original grub, the Charlie Brewer grub is hard to beat in any circumstance, but right now, or here the last four or five weeks with all the rain we've had, the bigger profile has been the better bait. So the Charlie Brewer Mena has been the better Mena. So that's the one I've been using. That's the one I like the best. What about color? Oh, Brian, you're going to make me tell a color. Uh, Oh, you ain't got to tell it. You ain't got to tell it. (laughs) Hey, no, no I'll tell you. No, I ain't pressuring you. It, 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 no, no, it swaps, it, 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 and it's not day to day either, like you would think. Uh, last year they hit a blue ice. Ninety percent of the time, I'd have when I was pulling jigs, I would have blue ice on eight out of sixteen hooks. This year they haven't hit the blue ice. They've hit a school bus yellow that's got some glitter in it. I'm not even sure they even sell the the jig on their site. Brad went up there and brought me back a bag of them and said, here, try these. Well, I threw them in the boat. Well, the other day I said, well, I got to try something different. So I put one on and they have absolutely killed it. Well, I give my son some and I said, here, try these. Well, he's a firm believer in them now. So this year it's been a yellow with some glitter in it. And it's the Charlie Charlie Brewer Mena, yellow with glitter in it. I don't even know what it's called. I'm not sponsored by them, but they make some good stuff. 
Yeah, they make but, some good stuff. What about the what size do you like? They only make those in one size, and they're two and an eighth inches long. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I was, I'm, and I, I was mainly talking about the jig head right there. I apologize. I was a jig head. That that all that all uh, is uh, determined the by what depth of fish what depth the fish are at. Yesterday, I used a quarter ounce head on some of them because they were down around 20, 21, 22 foot. Uh, the later on in the afternoon, when the wind quit blowing, it laid down and got slick. They moved up in the column, and I had to go to a. Uh, I think I used a. a a sixteenth most of the time. Yeah. So I went from a quarter to a sixteenth, uh, and sometimes I needed an eighth bone. But I I use a spinner head ninety five percent of the time. That was my and, next question. Yes, I use a spinner head. Grenada Lake Tackle Company sells the best spinner head on the market uh, for the money. Uh, they're better than Road Runners. They're cheaper than Road Runners. Uh, they're they're good heads. They've got quality hooks in them. They have big hooks in them now. But they've also came out with a minnow head. I haven't tried any uh, that has a smaller hook that are basically designed for the, the black crappie. Black crappie have a little smaller mouth, so they designed a minnow head hook uh, for the black crappie and uh, the Lake Martin folks and uh, folks down that way. So, But like I said, I haven't tried them yet. They look good. I'm sold on the minnow heads, so that's what I stick with. Not the minnow, not the minnow heads, the spinner heads. But you, you brought something up right there. I'm glad you, you mentioned that. I, I mean, I, I had somebody the other day ask me, um, you know, about spinner heads, and I'm like, you know, I don't know that many people that, that use spinner heads, and I don't know why, but it doesn't make any sense why you don't, uh, but most people don't. I got started using them last year when I was longlining. Well, about three years ago when I started longlining. I got to noticing that I wasn't having near the line twist with a spinner head. And I think that spinner works as a rudder down below it that keeps that thing, you know, it'll wobble, but it won't, it don't let it spin very much. You know, if you, if you get your jig uh, off centered a little bit, that thing will tie a knot because it'll spin so much. But even if you get them off centered with these spinner heads, it keeps your jig upright. It doesn't let it spin. It, it basically runs true. You know, I'm a I'm a firm believer that a little extra flash, yeah, they like it. So, well, it makes sense. I mean, and that's why I, I, I'm surprised that more people don't use spinners is because it's just extra flash to get their attention, if nothing else, you know, and and look right. look like like. And the Grenada Lake tackle heads, they've got the the willow leaf on them, so they're a, a skinnier, not a big thumping blade. It's just a flashy blade. So I'm a firm believer in them. Well, you you also mentioned the black crappie, and uh, there again, I had somebody the other day ask me, is like, you know, what is the difference with with black crappie and white crappie as far as the area of the lake or the depth? I mean, is there any difference in in kind of weather? The other day, I've caught a uh, black crappie and a white crappie out of the same treetop. You know, they say that the black crappie might spawn a little sooner than the white crappie do, and they're a little they're more they're more of a schooling fish. They 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 tend to school up a little bit better uh, than the white crappie do. But you know, huh. we don't have as many black crappie up in in our part of the world as, as they do say on Lake Martin. Right. Uh, but 
So, and you know, I don't, they say that the black crappie tend to weigh heavier because they're more dense. Uh, I don't know that to be fact, but that's just what they say. So, well, I know this y'all catching, y'all catching a, a bunch of two pound, you know, fair amount of two pound, two plus pound fish up there right now. So, uh, man, I don't care where you are. That's good fish. We had a three and a quarter come out of Cedar Creek Reservoir the other day. That is unheard of. Uh, Good gracious. So Man, that's the, fishing, huge. The, the fish are getting bigger. They're getting, you know, better quality. Uh, numbers are not quite where they used to be, uh, but the quality is getting better. Hey, take the good with the bad, right? Not as many, but bigger right. fish. Uh, it just right. depends on what right. you want, I guess. I like the bigger right. ones. It sounds good to me. I do, I, I do too. So I, like, I like them all. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, Tracy, like um, man, I, it, it sounds like I know that it's a, you know, this is, this is an exciting time of year for, for crappie fishing for sure. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, springtime is notorious for people wanting to go crappie fishing and it's good all year long, but people, for some reason, just get more excited about it. It seems like in the springtime, but if somebody wants to come book a trip with you, and uh catch a bunch of fish plus man you're you're doing something a little different than a lot of people do i mean if you come up there and book a trip you're going to learn a lot from you too what's what's the best way for them to contact you either on facebook uh tracy umber fishing or my cell phone is 662-574-0649 i'm doing live scope tutorials uh helps you know setting up live scopes uh I don't do any installs. Uh, I'd rather have you have it installed before you get there, but we will get it set up. We will get, I can show you what a fish looks like. There you go. Tracy, man, we appreciate it. Y'all be sure to reach out to Tracy, give him a call. And, uh, man, you'll, you'll enjoy your day. We, I, I promise you that. And you'll catch some fish and learn a lot. Tracy, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. See you, bro. See you. All right, guys, let's take a couple minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or a lake anywhere in the Southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy trophy fish than ever before and if you're interested in building a new pond or lake give these guys a call to help evaluate your land and design the best possible body of water for you if you're anywhere in the southeast schedule an obligation free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND or check them out on sepond.com also brought to you by Texas Hunter. Since 1954, Texas Hunter Products has produced the best engineered and finest quality feeders and hunting blinds in the industry. The Texas Hunter brand has become synonymous with quality and durability. By sticking to premier standards, the company delivers tough, long-lasting products that meet the real-life needs of anglers and hunters across America. Their fish feeders, deer feeders, hunting blinds, and outdoor accessories are among the highest rated in the industry. You can trust that your purchase from Texas Hunter Products will meet your needs for generations to come. To learn more, visit TexasHunter.com. Also by 
outdooralabama.com. That's where I learn the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at outdooralabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Man, love having my buddy Tracy on here talking about those crappie. That guy's got this live scope thing figured out. Y'all, uh, y'all book a trip with him and learn uh, learn how he's using this thing to catch these big old crappie up there at Pickwick and on the Tennessee River. But hey, let's go from one end of the state all the way to the other down with my buddy Clayton Bass and you follow. What's going on, Clayton? Just getting off the water from a trip, getting ready to uh, get things rigged back up, boat cleaned up. Two more trips tomorrow. Well, I mean, I know me and you were speaking a little bit before we uh, started recording. It, we always say on here, you know, we, we, we want to report whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Sound like today may have been a little leaning toward that ugly side. Yeah, today wasn't that great of a day. It's probably one of my tougher trips. But, I mean, I'm one of those where I don't say they're not biting. They're biting somewhere, and I'm going to go find them. We burned a lot of gas today, and we looked on a lot of places. We saw a bunch of fish down there. It was just tough to get them to bite. But, I mean, today was like that. Tomorrow they're liable to bite. Uh, today's March 23rd, March 22nd, yesterday. Took a six-hour trip out. Um, we probably caught close to 30. Our best five was pushing 25 pounds. It's just amazing what a uh, difference a day makes. And we had better weather today than we did yesterday. Man, that's just what I was going to say, Clayton. That's what surprises me. I mean, you know, yesterday we started to get a little weather change. I mean, it started to warm up a little, but uh, still cold in the morning. And, man, I would have thought today would have been on fire compared to the last several days. But isn't that crazy? You and me both, but that's why I got one sticker in my boat that, I mean, I kind of go by. It says, God, not God. <laughs> I can take you where they're at. I can take you. I can show you fish on the lower end. I can't make them bite. The only man that can make them bite is God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All you can do is find them. That's right. Man, uh, it, it's... Uh... I know that's, that's got to be frustrating as a guide, you know, because you, you don't normally go out and have days like that. I mean, you, you're, if anybody's consistent on there, down there, you fall, it, it, it's you and, and, uh, man, your, your guys usually leave there with, you know, haven't, haven't had a great day on the lake catching fish. So I know it's got to be gotta be frustrating when you get on those kind of days man i mean where i mean you like you said you see fish and you just can't give them to bite what do you do just keep trying try to adjust you keep trying and like eventually most time this time of year you got a bunch of fish that are moving shallow you got a bunch of fish that are moving from shallow coming back offshore after they spawn so you catch them both ways and that's just the way i like to catch them um today we went to the hill for a little while and fish shallow probably saw 40 beds and saw one bass on them. So, I mean, I went back offshore, pulled up on a place, and we caught three off it. And I was like, well, they're starting to buy. Called, went next place, caught another one. And then it just kind of trickled out and died again. So it's one of those timing deals. They could have fed all last night because they bit real good yesterday. 
they could, I didn't look at the current. They could have pulled water last night and they fed real good. And then they'll get out there in those trees and suspend or get up there on the flats and just kind of roam around. It won't get out there grouped up real good. One of those deals, you just kind of stay after it and just hit a bunch of variety of stuff. And I mean, I did that today and you could see fish down there and they wouldn't bite. So obviously they had ate sometime. They were already full. Yeah. It's just a timing thing, right? Well, it, it sounds like yesterday you just had an incredible trip. I mean, 25 pounds and 30 something fish. I mean, that's a, what were the fish doing yesterday? Catching them in transition, catching some pre spawn, some post spawn. I'd probably say 30, 40% of our fish have spawned up here. Within the last week, I just started catching post spawn. Most of everything before that was pre spawn. So there's some that are making their way back out there into those transition areas. And I'm even catching a few here and there on the um, summer stuff that have already really made it out there. You go to the bank and it's, I mean, it's one here and one there, but we do have a new moon right now. And I am looking for, and it, that could have been a bunch of what happened today is a bunch of them went up there, but they're not up on the bank yet. They're kind of between the staging and spawning. And tomorrow I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to look a little more. Even though that's not the way I like to catch them, but that's where the fish are at. That's where I'm going to go catch them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we all that listen to this show, we, uh, we all know you're, you're an offshore guy and that's where you prefer to fish and, 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 and do really well there. But I guess some, you know, it's fun to get on the bank every now and then a little bit too, especially if that's what the fish are dictating. You, you got to do it. Yeah. Most of the time here, when I get up on the bank, I like for the water to be high and I like for it to be muddy. And it is the direct opposite right now. It is low and clear. Oh, man. Uh, that kind of. And there's yeah. not too many people that I take on guide trips. I mean, I take a bunch of people that are just learning to fish. They're learning to bass fish. Um, I do take tournament guys. I mean, a good bit. But most of mine are like just kind of coming through. And if they're really heavy spawning, it's hard to get somebody to go slow enough with a wacky rig or a Texas rig for them to really catch them and yeah. if they're really locked on the bed to sight fish i mean you got to really know what you're doing to you know go up there and read one and sight fish them yeah yeah no doubt about that it'd be a, it'd be a little more could be a little more trial trying there for the for the guys that's for sure what were you catching them on yesterday uh yesterday catching them on a jinko um CD20 and CD25 plug and a drop shot. And a drop shot. That's awesome, man. Well, I know the fishing. I mean, you've been sending me pictures lately, and, man, you've had some – y'all been catching some tremendous bags these last several weeks. I know we got that cold front that came through, kind of jacked things up a little bit, but even before that, man, I mean, you looks like you were pounding them pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I caught them good during that cold front. That's the reason why today don't make no sense to me. Huh. And I mean, I normally pride myself being able to figure them out on this pond pretty quick, but there's just certain times and certain scenarios that it's hard. I mean, I got new, I know where to go fish shallow and I went to the best spawning area that I know of on this lake. I mean, there was beds there, old beds, and there was some that were like really shiny. We saw one fish. So that tells me they're not there yet. They're still off. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. 
Well, uh, man, it, it looks like though, for the most part, I mean, discount the day. I mean, y'all been catching some 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 pretty big fish too, huh? Yeah, our fish right now they are super healthy. I mean, your average, I mean, your average offshore fish right now, I mean, probably a three and a quarter. Wow. Uh, they're they're all just super fat, and even like I mentioned earlier about some of the post spawn fish I've been catching. I mean, they just came off the hill. I mean, like not long ago and you can already tell they're not super skinny they're already starting to get a little belly back on them they're just feeding up that fast because there's that many shad in the lake just a lot of food for them right now there, yeah when you when you go idling they are everywhere and we've already had even that during that cold the water temperature was still up there we had a little shad spawn then it's kind of trickled off a little bit now but it is a little early but I'll look for another shad spawn to be coming up here. With it. We got warm weather now. Them shad, they're going to start spawning again. Yeah. And that's fun. That's fun when you catch that shad spawn, too. It's a different different deal. It, it fires things up, no doubt about that. Yeah, you know, I was riding, man. I was, I was in Logan Martin the other day, and I was I, I was just idling along and, and looking at my electronics. And it's just shad, just schools of shad, just one after another after another. And, and it's like you're looking. I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, man, how do we catch anything on artificial lures when there's this much dang bait? It's just amazing. I mean, we do, but it's hard to believe there's that much bait out there, and we still can catch fish. Those bait try to stay away from those bass, and we try to put a bass a bait on a bass. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> no doubt, that's a good way to look at it. Would they have some pretty good weights in the tournament? I had a big tournament there a couple of weeks ago. What weekend before last? Yeah, pretty good. All of our weights have been real good. Um, one day tournaments are taking twenty three to twenty five pounds. Um, some other ones have dropped off a hair. Like when it was cold like that, I think it took uh, twenty one. Most tournaments, you probably say most tournaments taking twenty to twenty five pounds to win. Yeah. Um, a lot of good solid bags coming in. Uh, both shallow and deep, really. And I'd look for the shallow bite to pick up just a little more if they'd bring the water level back up just a little bit to get a, a little bit more uh, water on that grass. But cause it, I just think it's pulled them out a little bit. Our water level it dropped for four or five inches, and it's just stuck them out of here. Yeah. What was it? Was it two weeks ago? They, they, was it the Elite Series? What, what was the big event they there was an open there. My buddy Justin Barnes won it. Justin, Bell, that's Georgia. right. Yep. He had 25 and 23. Where's he from? Ellaville. Not far, probably 10 minutes from him, 15 minutes from him. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Good for him. That's a good day. 25 pounds. That's a, that's a good day anywhere. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, if somebody was coming up this weekend, I mean, after today, I know it's had one of them frustrating days, but I mean, what would your suggestion be for somebody coming to fish you follow this weekend? I'd be looking shallow a little bit, and those transition fish, that's still what it's going to be won on. Every tournament, it's you follow. There's the chance of you winning a tournament on the bank here is probably 1%. It's going to be won somewhere offshore in between fishing transition areas with hard spots and stuff like that, or either brush. 
That's good stuff. So get on in transition areas. Man, I, I know you're booking up and you, you stay pretty booked up, but if somebody wants to book a trip with you to either, man, go go fish and, 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 and get on some bass, uh, or they want to do an electronics trip uh, and dial those electronics in, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, you can give me a call, 334-310-8338. I'm on Facebook, Lakey Politician Guy, Clayton Bass. Or either just look me up on website, just play, uh, LakeyPoliticianGuy.com. Good stuff, man. Y'all give Clayton a call and uh, go get in the boat with him, man, whether you're fishing or whether you're you're tuning those electronics in, and you'll, uh, you'll have a good day and learn a lot. Clayton, we appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. All right, man. End of another great segment. Well, let's take a couple more minutes and hear from some more of this week's sponsors. Killer Doc, I hadn't even realized how bad it was. I was cleaning fish on rotten wood, and after cleaning just a few fish, I was filthy, and I had a sunburn. I tried wearing a hat, but it just couldn't keep me cool. And how was I supposed to clean fish without getting messy? Killer Doc brings the upgrade that not only will keep me cool and clean, it will make being on my dock enjoyable again. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. Also brought to you by National Land Realty. Hey guys, this is Brian Sin, and not only am I the host of the Alabama Freshwater Fisher Report, but I am also a land agent for National Land Realty. Hey, you guys already trust me with bringing you the fishing report from around the state of Alabama, but if you have any needs with wanting to sell property or looking for property to purchase, hey, give me a shout. I would love to help you. My number is 601-383-2344. And brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, we kind of covered a little all of it. We went from the the top part of the state to the bottom, and went from crappie to to bass to to, to striped bass. So, uh, kind of covered the whole 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 deal today. So, I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, that's gonna be a wrap for this week's show, guys. If you're enjoying it, please uh please take a minute and subscribe rate and leave us a review and if you'd like us to email you the show we'll do it each and every week all you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 we'll email it to you every week make it easy for you all right guys y'all stay safe out there get out on get out on the water somewhere this weekend cast some fish shoot us an email let you know how how you do and uh we'll talk to y'all next week this week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by l and Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bait boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. l and Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff, 
now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. Also brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. MallardBay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. You can browse trips and prices by state or species. Select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, MallardBay.com. And by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. We also offer high quality, easy to use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And by Fish Bites. For over 20 years, Fish Bites has been helping anglers all along the Gulf Coast and around the world put fish in the cooler. Ask for Fish Bites or Fish Bites Fight Club lures or visit fishbites.com. Fish Bites, made in the USA. And brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator, bringing you the highest quality online satellite fishing charts since 2004. Your source for sea temps, altimetry, currents, and watercolor at hiltonsoffshore.com. And brought to you by the Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers possessing gray trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper that they must report these fish through snapper check before they are landed in Alabama. For more information about snapper check, please visit outdoorsalabama.com. And by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. You can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. 